Hi, this is Roland Mann. I'm the writer for Citizens. Uh, you are listening to Weeby Geeks. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a Stream the Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Uh, it's Brett, Derek, Mike, and joining us back from Comic Bento, Jeff Moss. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Yeah. So, this is our second take on this show. Because <laughs> we tried <laughs> last week, and yeah, it just as we would say over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, Hydra hacked us good. Point blank. <laughs> um, Too bad, too, it was perhaps the greatest show of all time. Yep, I would. I'd be comfortable saying that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to put too much hyperbole on it, but it may be the greatest show ever recorded to digital medium uh, in the history of the world. Well, I could go with that. I still, I still have it, but it's not playable. So. <laughs> um, so, sounds like we have uh, backward satanic messages going on in it. <laughs> That's right. It's our, our dark side of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Jeff back because um, he he teased a little bit last week on Facebook Live. Um, well, not teased. He gave the announcement that mm -hmm. us. Well, why don't you take it, Jeff? All right, I can do that, and it's actually kind of uh, good timing. You know, unfortunate that we had to take two stabs at this, but but decent timing um, because uh, normally around this time of the month, people would be getting ready for us to have uh, our deadline at Comic Bento. Um, Comic Bento, of course, being the original blind box graphic novel subscription service. Um, so normally we would be getting set up to end this portion of the cycle and and get into uh, the next theme and that kind of thing. Uh, well, we're going to be changing the way we do that at Comic. Bento, and uh, from now on, we're going to run from the first of the month to the end of the month. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. There's going to be no mid-month uh, deadlines or anything like that. It's going to be one month, one theme. If you sign up during that month, you're going to get that month's box. If you're already signed up and you have a renewing subscription or a continuing subscription, you're going to get that month's box. It'll be uh, done on the 9th, just like it always is, and uh, we really hope this will make it easier for two things. One, make it easier for us to uh, uh, show people that our box is full of quality stuff, full of you know top-notch books, as opposed to a lot of the blind boxes out there, which are kind of sinking into the realm of, of, of junk. Um, and the other thing is that uh, we have a system in place at Comic Bento called Friend Buy. Whereas if you are a Friend Buy, if you are a Comic Bento subscriber, there's a little tab in your um, profile that says Earn Credits, and using the Friend Buy widget in that tab, you can sign up your friends and family. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, for every person that you sign up, you get $5 off of your next renewal, so you get $5 credit, and they get 15% off of their new sign-up. So, everybody wins. It's, uh, it's one of those great deals where everybody wins. Um, but we figured doing it this way, the boxes will ship out for the first wave, the renewal wave, uh, around the middle of the month, around the 15th. So you're going to get your box probably, you know, within four or five days. you get it by like the 20th, 21st. You'll be able to show your friends, hey, check out this great as-seen-on-TV box that uh, I picked up, which is this Munch theme. 
and look at all the great comics that are in it, you can still get this. Just click this link, and then away you go. So we're uh, we're kind of taking the, uh, the blind box model, and we're we're changing it up a little bit. If you're subscribed and continuing through the ninth, like I say, you'll you'll still get the surprise. You'll get the boxes first. So there's that aspect of it still there. But this gives us a bit more room in terms of uh, telling people about the box, getting people to sign up, and uh, we'll hopefully push some of the fence sitters uh, to the uh, the right side of the fence, so to speak. Okay. Right, now let me pose this question real quick. Mention subscribing. What packages are available? Well, we have monthly renewing subscriptions, which are $20. We have uh, three-month subscriptions, which works out to about uh, 55 plus shipping, so 70 in total. Um, six months is 135 with shipping, and our 12-month plan actually comes with free shipping. So it's, uh, I believe it's 210 all-in, uh, which works out to about 1750 a box for the year. And we guarantee at least uh, $50 worth of graphic novels in there. Uh, usually it, it gets more closer to, to 60 to 80 to be honest. Um, so for $17.50, not a bad little investment, I have to say. No, no. Definitely. So, um, besides the regular subscription box, is there anything else? Right. Why, yes, there's plenty more. <laughs> uh, every month, we pick one lucky subscriber at random uh, to receive that month's Mega Bento. And now, normally Comic Bento boxes have four to five books in them, but the Mega Bento has, in fact, nine to ten books in it. So it's it's double the size, double the uh, MSRP, double the fun, double double your excitement, uh, all that good stuff. And it's it's like a, it, we call it the Mega Bento. One person randomly gets it out of all of our subscribers. So the only way to get it is to be subscribed. And what's making this Mega Bento kind of special is that we reached out to uh, some young degenerates on the internet and uh, asked them for their input as to which uh, books we should include in this month Mega Bento. And they run a podcast called uh, uh, They Are Dorks or something. I, I can't remember. Uh, Weeby Geeks, right, that's it. That's yes. it. It's Weeby Geeks. Yes, yes. Darn, it wasn't yes. us. Oh, you understand? It yes, was it's us. Guys. It was use us. Use guys. So you helped us choose the uh, the Mega Bento um, box for the month. So I, I how cool is that? I think we all have fun with that. Very cool. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I thought it'd be kind of fun to go through them maybe one by one because, you know, everyone picks something very different. The theme of the month is as seen on TV. So it's stuff that is TV related. Um, and, uh, you know, I figured we'd start with, with Mike's pick just because I know he's, he's champion for a bit to talk about it uh, more than anything. And this one was, uh, for me anyways, it was a little bit, a little bit of a stretch, but it worked um, because this is a book featuring a character that I've only seen like on late night cable movie TV. Uh, but it is the only place I've ever seen him on TV, is on TV. And that, of course, is Howard the Duck. Well, I, I went with it because, okay, not only did How- has Howard the Duck become the, the late night TV movie pick of a week mm-hmm. with most stations, uh, Howard has also appeared in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon series on Disney XD. Okay. So he's made appearances. Um, so he and, does have a little TV history. All right, I dig it. He does have some. Uh, he appeared throughout uh, seasons one and two and then also has appeared in an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. Uh, which is the current um, current title for the series, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is like 
season three or season four, uh, and he has made a non a non voiced cameo appearance in Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Okay, so, so that's so that's really he's a TV star. He deserves an Emmy, is what you're saying? Yeah, of course. That's pushing yeah. it a bit, but <laughs> <laughs> now my, my other pick, which I, I figured probably would have been a stretch because he he too only had a non voiced cameo appearance. And that was uh, Dupe. Wow, believe me, if if we had an all amorphous blob box, <laughs> Dupe would be his choice. Dupe, so. Dupe is awesome. That, you gotta like that. That that five that five issue mini that Marvel did last year was awesome. See, and, and it's a great example too of quality over quantity because you know, God bless those that work at Marvel. We all know and love them, but sometimes they've never had an idea that wasn't the greatest idea ever, and they want to give us a hundred of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's nice that with Dupe they recognize no 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 let's just keep Dupe pure and and simple and uh, you know just do the one series and maybe we'll we'll do some more ecstatic stuff or something like that. Now. Yeah. Well, what I like for them showing strength. What, what I liked about what you picked uh, for the Mega Bento is um, it's Volume One, mm-hmm. which is post Secret Wars. It's the f- yeah. it's the first six issues post Secret Wars because um, I I have Volume Zero, which is the five issues and the unbeatable Squirrel Girl issue that's pre Secret Wars because mm-hmm. they, they had just started the series before Secret Wars started, and then they reboot. Then when they did the reboot, because um, it was that was one of the things that made me laugh about the the preview for it is a, a number one. Yes, again. Number one, we just relaunched, but it's a number one. Yeah, they, they were making fun of the fact that okay, we've only been five issues in and we're rebooting the series already. Yeah, so, being self-aware is, is a pretty pretty strong trait for Howard. Yeah, so which is, uh, and the sad part is, issue twelve is going to be the final issue for Sadarsky's Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Just not a not catching on the way they'd hoped. Huh? I can only buy so many. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Yes. Make yes. great stocking stuffers. Same. Oh, excellent stock stuffers. That's right. So, so yeah, Howard the Duck, uh, Volume 1 is in the Mega Bento. Um, now, Brett, you chose uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, I did. Uh, um, season 10, I believe. was what mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, just a big fan of um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I like um, the writing of Chris's Gage, and I like how they're doing the uh, continuing on with the program uh, with the comics. And I think they've taken it on to an interesting, uh, put an interesting twist on it. Yeah, I think Buffy was one of the first sort of major properties to continue where the show left off in comic form. And, you know, that's it. That's purely due to Joss Whedon's love of comics, and he's written some amazing comics. He's still written some of the best X-Men comics I've ever read. Um, yeah. His Astonishing X-Men run with John Cassidy is I, that's, oh, I love those 25 issues are like the best of the X-Men for me. It was uh, astonishing. Yeah, it truly was. It truly was. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was really cool. I remember reading the... Because Buffy went seven seasons on TV, and then they did the season eight comic. Mm-hmm. I remember reading that, and it went to some really crazy places. Places that, that like, if the show was still on, would have cost them a zillion dollars an episode kind of thing. Right. Uh, so it's, it's really cool to see them being able to continue the story kind of unshackled from the restraints of network television. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all your favorite characters are still there, I believe. Some of them come and go, but I don't think, you know, they have different roles. You know? uh, Xander becomes much more uh, tough shall we say mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know, Willow comes and goes a few times and stuff like that so it's uh, it's a cool book and like yeah. I say, it's all overseen by Joss Whedon and Crystal's Cage doing the writing it's in good hands anyways so yeah, so, yeah very happy to have that in the, uh, the Mega Bento as well um, now Jules who's not with us she chose Samurai Jack so yes. we'll just we should mention that because there's uh, the IDW Samurai Jack volume one from uh, Jim Zub and crew Jim Zub's a great writer a great dude so always mm-hmm. 
his stuff out there. And then Derek went to a place near and dear to my heart with his pick, which was uh, Transformers. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, those who know me well know that I am a huge Transformers fan. I've been a fan of the Transformers since the beginning, and I really enjoy what IDW has done with their Transformers books. Um, I like the way they handle the, the, the characters and everything. So uh, that that's actually, when that comes out, that's always the first book I read every week when it comes mm. out. So I thought it would be a good choice. It is, and we were able to get um, a pretty cool Transformers book, too. The first volume of a series called All Hail Megatron. Yes, that's a great one. Which mm. is an awesome, I think there's four volumes in the total mm. of the the book, um, but it's, it, yeah, Megatron has taken over Earth, and it's it's one of those books that you kind of jump into in the middle of a big thing happening, and then you figure it out as you go along. It's Yeah, it's, it's one of the best uh, ones that IDW has put out, for sure. For yeah, sure. you can't go wrong with Megatron. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, that's true. And they got a new uh, sort of status quo. I mean, they're doing an All Hail Optimus series yes, right yep. now, but they're also, IDW runs a lot of different Hasbro properties They've got, you know, Mask and uh, G.I. Joe and a bunch of other ones. And they're kind of dovetailing them all into a shared universe now, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, they're going to do the same thing uh, cinematically, even. Yeah, Yeah. that's the plan. It's interesting, too, because, I mean, there's, there's, you know, Transformers and G.I. Joe, people know that stuff. People know those guys. But uh, when you get into, like, like, Mask and Rom the Space Knight, I don't know if people are going to be as... uh, familiar with those guys. Right. Uh, I'm pretty excited about all of that. The, the, I think it's definitely interesting, be, that's for sure. Yeah. The, the other two properties that's going to be involved is what? Micronauts and Visionaries? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Visionaries, yeah, for the, well, they said for the movies. Yeah, for the think, comic, they're doing... I, I think Micronauts is for the movies as well. Yeah. Uh, Visionaries, they're not doing in the comic, though. Not yet, anyway. They're doing... I remember the Visionaries. They're doing Action Man. That one's weird. Yeah. Putting that in there. Captain Action and Action Man tend to crop up once about every five years mm. someone's like we should do a captain action movie or comic book or something and it lasts for like 10 minutes and then it disappears. <laughs> i was one of the few kids that actually had the visionaries toys oh i had those too my friend <laughs> nice. couldn't tell you their names or nope. what the uh, the series was about but i remember one of them had a hologram of a wolf and one of them had yeah. a hologram of a hawk yeah. yeah and i think i think there was a a lion and some mm. other stuff like that and it was they were, weird they were cool because they were o-ringed like the original gi joe figures oh yeah that's they were like five and a half inches. Like yeah. Like, yeah. See, I, I went with the, around that time, I was still doing Star Wars. I was doing G.I. Joe. Uh, but I was hitting stuff like the Buck Rogers stuff. Um, yeah. Black, well, Black Holes before that. Um, the Star Trek characters mm-hmm. as well. Because, yeah, you know, as far as I was concerned, Jordy LaForge could take down Darth Vader just as easily as Luke Skywalker. So. <laughs> um, no comment. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, as, as much t- as I love Star Trek, but as, as a kid, it's one of those. What's it, you know, the, the properties played together. As far as I was well, that's the best part oh, yeah. of being a kid. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Take all the toys and just set up a massive oh, yeah. battle of everyone versus everyone else, and mm-hmm. away you go. Right. I mean, my my dad used to buy me all the the like all the toys that toy lines that nobody ever really heard of before, like Silverhawks yeah. and Centurions. Silverhawks and, were great because he was able to yeah. get the cheaper, just because <laughs> he wanted you to play with the different stuff. 
stuff. I think he was kind of into them as well, and he didn't want to admit it. So his he would get them from me and be like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever it is. Oh, Visionaries, okay. Oh, Dino, Dino Riders. Riders, that one was great. Are so they right next to the Transformers that you just walked right by? <laughs> <laughs> no, he got me plenty of those, too. Oh, good. <laughs> See, I, was, I grew up in a household where it was like, they would buy me, like, you know, Bumblebee for Christmas or something. You know? <laughs> and then I, we'd be in the store, like, three months later, and I'd be like, oh, could I get, you know, Gears or Huffer or something like that? And they'd be like, why do you know the Transformer? You have a Transformer. That's <laughs> <laughs> the point. My parents didn't really get that they were different characters and yeah. there was a thing to them. They were just like, what? We bought you a G.I. Joe. Why do you need another one? Because <laughs> this is Duke and that's the Cobra Commander. Are they going to fight? You know, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, you know, we did okay. Now, that was that was four books that we picked. Um, that's true. The that's Howard true. the Duck, uh, Samurai Jack, Buffy, and All Hell Megatron. She said yeah. Mega Bento, yeah. there's five. That's right, yeah. I, I picked, uh, just uh, to round it out, I actually picked um, Supergirl books. Uh, volume one of the Jeff Loeb in Churchill series that sort of takes place right after Jeff Loeb and Michael Turner bring Kara back to um, the DC Universe. Um, nice choice. In, uh, it was Batman and Superman they ran that. And then they started her own series. And Yeah, I love Supergirl. Um, I love what they're doing with the TV show. Um, mm-hmm. I love uh, the new issue, like the new Supergirl series actually just came out this past week mm-hmm. uh, number one uh, I really enjoyed that as well and there's just there's something about her she's she's been through many different sort of incarnations yeah. and stuff right. like over the years but there's something about her because she's like she's asked to be Superman essentially but without Superman's life you know right. and, and yeah. that's something they really play off of in the new series that has just terrific art by the way like amazing art I can't, I can't remember the name of the production but so who cares but <laughs> um, trust me when I say the art in this book is fantastic Fantastic, um, and they play it off very much like you know she thinks she was because of the way that her trip from Krypton went versus her cousins. You know, to her, two weeks ago she was on Krypton, and now she's in this alien world, and she's trying to fit in and learn. And I think there's just there's a lot of like deeper things about it, like just generally learning to fit in amongst your surroundings and having to deal with that sort of anxiety and that kind of stuff. And you know, the idea of if Superman had landed on Earth when he was a teenager as opposed to a baby, you know, he'd probably be a pretty different hero yeah right. uh, so it, it's kind of cool to see her wrestling with the, the Kryptonian side of her plus age plus adapt the world and to sort of line it up with the TV series in the new uh, comic series they've actually set it up sort of her in a similar situation where she's her parents are agents of this uh, uh, organization that monitors extraterrestrial threats much like in the show and um, so they're trying to and she sort of works in tandem with this agency to try and uh, adapt to Earth and they kind of want to control her because they're afraid that they know what a rogue Kryptonian can do kind of thing. So they're afraid that if they don't, she'll go off and just start wrecking shop. Right. Supergirl book, great character. And uh, yeah, including that in the uh, the Mega Bento. So that will be nine books going to the one lucky winner of, uh, of this month's Mega Bento. Brought to you by uh, We Be Geeks. So first awesome. of all, thank you guys. Wow, for, thank you for allowing us to help. That. You know, that's yeah, cool. That's it's kind of the, the first time that we've reached out and partnered with someone on one of these. So I'm glad that uh, everyone was able to have fun with it. And I think we put together a really good box for everyone yeah 
And, uh, you know, the books you're going to get in the Comic Bento box itself as well, um, they're nothing to laugh at. There's some pretty good stuff in here. Uh, one of the titles, the show that it corresponds to, has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Awesome. Golden Girls. Yep. That's <laughs> Secret Wars Golden Girls. That's what it's all about. Ah, I've been wanting that book. But I will say this. Um, fans of Oni Press are going to want to get in on uh, this month's Comic Bento. So, so there's your tease. Wow. There's your tease. One of the books is a very high-profile book from, from Oni that I couldn't believe they let us use. So, wow. Nice. Awesome. There's a decent tease. And just, you know, while we're on the subject, uh, for the next few days, uh, running until next Monday, which I believe is the 19th, um, yep. we're doing a uh, back-to-school sale at Comic Bento. So uh, it means a couple of things. One, if you go to our uh, Facebook page, which is just you search Comic Bento on Facebook, you can see we have uh, special codes to get uh, up to 30% off a new subscription, which is pretty cool. And uh, if you're uh, a teacher of sorts as well, get in touch with us because we have a special educators plan that we've uh, put together so that you can uh, start, you know, a comic book club at school for after school or use comics in the classroom to get kids reading, that kind of stuff. So we're trying a bunch of different new stuff this week or this month because, like I say, with us doing the switch over on the 1st of October to sort of quote unquote new uh, cycle for Comic Bento, it gives us an extra two weeks in this current cycle. So we're using that uh, uh, extra time to really push the boundaries in terms of stuff that we've done in the past and, and offer some really cool incentives for signing up. So now is the time to get into Comic Bento because yes. one, this is a great box. The As Seen on TV box is absolutely terrific. Um, two, I just locked in the final book for the next box and it's a $25 hardcover. So uh, nice. yeah, if you stick around for a couple of months, you're making your money back without doing a damn thing. So there's no reason not to. Uh, and we've got some more great stuff planned. I'm already working on 2017's uh, themes and boxes and stuff like that. So we're just we're going bigger and and badder throughout the uh, awesome. the next six months or so, and it's it's a really really good time to to get on the bus, so to speak. So yeah, yeah slide over to our, our Facebook page, just search Comic Bento on Facebook, and uh, you can check out different uh, packages we got. Now, are you able to say what the October themes yet, or do we still get away? <laughs> we'll hang on to that till the first of October. Okay, um, just because we're still very very high on uh, as seen on TV for the next couple of weeks. Um, so. <laughs> So, yeah, but it, it's a good one. It's, it's one of my personal favorites. Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it, too, uh, for next month. But, but this month is, is high entertainment value as well. Don't uh, don't get me wrong on that. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome, awesome. So wh- where did the concept from Mega Bento originate? Um, well, we do a lot of outreach and offering of, of codes and, and discounts and, and special incentives for people to sign up for new subscriptions. But we wanted to do something, and we've got some other stuff planned as well. Um, we want to do something for people that are current subscribers, you know, because we appreciate them more than anyone else, you know, because they're the ones that are sticking around. They're the ones that are keeping this thing chugging along and welcoming in the new bull as they, they join us. Um, so we wanted to make sure that it was something that they could be part of too. Um, and doing a mega bento, which could be won by anybody, you know, with any level of subscription um, is is something that I think is is fun for them. And it's, it's good for everyone because everyone's got a chance, completely equal playing field. And as we add more people, we can do more mega bento. So who's to say in the next couple of months, based on how things go, you know, we'll be offering Mega Bentos to two lucky winners or five lucky winners or 10, depending on, you know, how things go in terms of subscription numbers and, and sort of what we can work out on that end, too. So there's there's a lot of great incentive to uh, to be part of the Comic Bento community. Friend by thing that I mentioned a little earlier is one of them where if you sign up four friends a month, your month is free. You pay for nothing, <laughs> you know, 
and uh, uh, if you are a part of that for long enough, you know, your chances of winning a Mega Bento are pretty decent. So there's there's that, and we've got some other stuff uh, that we're just making sure that we can do uh, technically. <laughs> I had a bunch of meetings today, in fact, just trying to figure out how to pull off technically uh, some of the other stuff we've got planned. So we'll be rolling stuff out as the month goes on. Because like I say, we got some extra time this month, so we got nothing. We got nothing to do but figure out cool ways to reward people to be part of Bento and get people excited about signing up for Bento. Well, I think I got two friends who I could probably encourage to sign up for Comic Bento. <laughs> they seem oh, like yeah. that would make smart decisions like that. <laughs> We're good that way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, if you guys, like I say, slide on over to Facebook. There's a couple of a uh, couple of codes there that will get you some uh, some percentages off that uh, initial sign up. So, well, we, 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 we were talking about um, trying to increase our our uh, what, viewership or readership, whatever of the review stuff we do. Mm-hmm. And I know I've done a couple unboxing past, um, but I think we talked about uh, based on some input we got from someone might be mm-hmm. on the show right now of uh, when we do yeah, unboxing. Right when we do unboxing, we're we're not going to do <laughs> unboxings. We're we're going to be the talking dead of unboxing <laughs> videos and do after boxings. I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea. We see a lot of uh, unboxing videos, not just for our boxes, but you know for other boxes in general. And they all kind of there's some folks that are are able to put you know a little bit more time, a little bit more production value into them, and that's you know that's everyone's prerogative kind of thing. But a lot of them, I'd say probably 90% of them fall into the category of you know they get a box, they hold it up to the camera, they open it, they pull out a book, and they go, this looks interesting, or I'm not interested in that, or this looks cool, and they show it for a few minutes. They might flip through the pages or read the back or something like that. Um, but people rarely actually get into the meat of the books in the in the comic bentos when they do unboxing and stuff. So yeah, I would love to see a video that is a, an after boxing, so to speak, where it's like, okay, you know, there's four of you guys, including Jules. So I mean, mm-hmm. no reason that y'all couldn't pick one book each and read one and review it and talk about the book and talk about the, uh, you know, why you liked it, why you didn't like it, why you think it fits the theme, why you think it doesn't, you know, that kind of stuff is, uh, is great, I think, for people watching at home, because it'll help them decide, you know, like you'll get the real sort of meat of what's going on. But it's also good for us, too, because it's people literally not judging a book by its cover. Right. So we can say, okay, yeah, right. that book that book went over really well, like we expected it to. Oh, but this one that I thought that, uh, you know, Mike would really like, turns out he didn't like as much. That's interesting, you know? And we can sort of play off taste. Like, that kind of feedback is really, really good for us. Uh, so, yeah, I think you might be on the uh, the edge of something really, uh, really interesting with that. I, I, think, I think we will be. Because um, I know, like, Nerdist and uh, CompBook.com or CompBook Resources, they do unboxing videos as well, but it, it, it's it's hard to tell with them because one, they're paid to do this. Mm-hmm. We're we're not paid. Even even the bloggers on the site, they're. I mean, it, it's a it's almost like a commune type thing, communal yeah. thing where we're all there for the love of it uh, of geekdom and, and pop culture. Uh, so our reactions, we're authentic with it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like we talked about the the first time you were on, talked about the uh, the Valiant Spotlight. Mm-hmm. I I'm a big fan of Valiant. Uh, I love Exo Manowar. I love uh, Archer and Armstrong. Um, Quantum Woody. Um, so to see that and then get the, the tease of the faith trade before it came out publicly. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my lord. Yeah, to see Nerdist anyone. Oh, look, it's before you, well, to give the reaction of, I know for me, I should have opened the box soon to, to <laughs> see, oh my god, it's faith. It, it's mm-hmm. a book that's come out before the published date and get exclusive before. I, I think I think the one thing it would have been cool if they were able to do it is the, the issues you guys got for the, for the boxes. If mm-hmm. it had the, had a Comic Bento exclusive previous yeah. thing on that would have been that would have been cool. 
Um, they were honestly being so nice to us by letting us essentially release that book early to our subscribers that I, I didn't really want to push them. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we, we, we've done like exclusive covers with other uh, companies and stuff like that. Uh, the past box that just uh, came out, the Animals box, actually had a book in it that we published ourselves um, because we just we, we loved the book so much and we got in touch with Creator and he said, ah, I don't really have the stock. And we said, all right, well, here's a proposal. We'll print it for you and you know we'll work out the money and so on and so forth. And he was like, absolutely, here's the files. So, you know, cool stuff like that. That edition of that book is, you know, pretty much only available to, uh, it, it was um, the Sam and Fuzzy book. Uh, and so the sort of comic bento edition of that is only available to bento subscribers. And, you know, Sam might have some too in kitchens because uh, it's his book, so he can do what he wants with it. But, uh, you know, it's kind of cool that we're able to share an awesome comic like that and also give it a little bit of a uh, exclusivity uh, as well. So, you know, Have you thought about doing more books like that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, we've been working with a lot of publishers and, you know, doing stuff. And, and sort of that's one of the big um, misconceptions about Comic Bento is that we're buying, you know, remaindered stuff or stuff right. that, that doesn't sell or just, you know, quarter bin stuff and just jamming it into boxes. No, we're getting quality books. Um, the publishers are helping us choose the, the books. So, you know, they want to put their best foot forward as well. Um, they're not going to be like, yeah, just take this stuff because it, does, it doesn't sell. They <laughs> want to, to make a good impression on people as well because they understand that a lot of the people subscribing to Comic Bento are new to comics. They're not Wednesday warriors like, you know, the four of us. And they don't uh, they don't know where to start. They, they don't know that companies like Dynamite and Valiant exist. Right. right. You know, so they want to make a great impression on them, and they're going to give us top quality stuff. In a lot of cases, it's brand new books that uh, are shipping the same month that we put them out, or like you say, with Faith, we were lucky enough to be allowed to, to ship it a little bit early. Um, stuff that is is new printings of things where we're, we're jumping, we're piggybacking uh, scheduled printing of a, a classic book or, or a new book or something like that and we're getting a bunch of them you know as well and stuff that's being printed specifically for us as well so you know we're not dealing with it, it, lemons you know we're not not dealing with the used car syndrome of we're just shining up a, a really nice tempo and making it look new but the wheels are going to fall off when you take it out of the box <laughs> so yeah we've absolutely um, in the case of Sam and Fuzzy which was a, the book that we published ourselves um, the creator of that comic uh, Sam Logan has been a friend of ours for years and he's a wonderfully sweet guy who lives in, in Vancouver and uh, so we wanted to not only include his book because it's a great book and it's a, it's a webcomic that's been running for you know years and years and years and he's got a huge loyal fan base and stuff so we, we wanted to A, share that with our users who may not be aware of it, you know, comics like that exist and two, essentially do a favor for a friend, you know, and say like, this is a guy that we know that is a great guy, extremely talented, writes great comics, we want to share him with you, you know, and vice versa. So, you know, sort of the goodwill of the box is is something that uh, uh, I'm really, really proud of. We have a lot of creators who will contact us and be like, how do I get my book into your box? You know, how, how do we do this? How do we, you know, work this out? Sometimes we're able to work it out. Um, Joe Keating is one. Uh, he has a book called Shudder, which is amazing from Image, kind of like a interdimensional uh, female Indiana Jones type story. Uh, if you're out reading it, I would highly, highly recommend it. But uh, yeah, he was one that, uh, you know, was like, how do we get Shutter into this? And I was like, well, here's what we need. And he says, I'll call Image. And next thing you know, we had this book in our box that was a huge hit. So it's uh, it's it's about collaboration and working with people 
both on the creator level, on the publisher level, and on the subscriber level. Because you know, feedback's important to us, obviously, and uh, you know, we, we listen when people uh, send us the feedback, and uh, you know, we we are willing to adjust the course of the ship as we go. So now, in August when you were on, we, I brought up to you the zone continue. Mm-hmm. Any further progress there? Maybe absolutely not. Ah. But only because I have not had time. <laughs> well, that's a good. I, I've written it down. It is still on my pad of paper on my desk. Um, but uh, there's a funny thing about working in comics. Uh, the more you work in comics, the less time you have to read comics. <laughs> and like I, uh, this just to get entirely personal for no reason. Um, this past weekend, my wife was was away at a uh, family function, so it was just me and my daughter. And uh, so when she went down for nap time, that's a good like two three hours that I just had to sit and read comics. And for the first time in probably two years, I was able to empty my comic book to read. Pile. Wow! Like the shelf where I keep the to read books was empty. There was nothing on it. Uh, so now, of course, I'm two weeks behind again. But uh, <laughs> So there's about 15, 20 books sitting there waiting to be read, plus a pile of graphic novels, plus this, plus that. Um, but uh, but yeah, for the first time in a long time, I was able to sit for just like two, three hours while she napped and, and read. And I don't think I've done that in like two years. Wow. But, uh, you know, I try to stay on top of it as much as I can. Anything that's really big, I'll read like day of on my lunch hour. But uh, uh, yeah, sometimes it's, it's hard to keep, you know, like I love uh, um, uh, what is the one? Uh, Moon Knight, the new Moon Knight series yes. by Jeff oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loving it, like three issues behind them. And they're all there. They're all sitting in my pile. Just haven't read them. <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's do all... you guys uh, do cons at all? We do, actually. Um, we did uh, a couple earlier this year. We were at C2E2 in Chicago as Comic Bento. Um, and uh, in October, we are going to be at New York Comic Con uh, as Comic Bento, uh, booth 2345. How easy is that to remember? Yeah. Um, hey, and so we're going to have a uh, an NYCC exclusive box. So uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to be selling those and subscriptions and I'll be taking meetings and talking to people because half the publishing world is in uh, New York. The other half is in Portland for some reason. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Didn't Image just, aren't they in the process of moving out there? Yeah, they're moving from uh, Berkeley to Portland. Right now, um, they used to be in San Francisco. IDW is in San Diego, as is Aspen. Um, and then DC, of course, just moved to Burbank. Right. Um, but, like, most of the uh, the smaller hubbed ones have either have offices or uh, are located in Portland. Um, and then the rest in New York. So I don't know why Portland became this, like, weird comic book mecca. Maybe it was when Bendis moved there. But <laughs> the rest of the world just followed him. But, uh, but yeah, there's a huge comics community in, in, in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> huh. But probably the cons are probably a great place to uh, make contacts and, and things like that for the boxes, too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we get to talk to... Because then you can talk directly to creators, you can talk directly to publishers, you can show them uh, what it is we do, which is always key. Because, uh, you know, from the publisher or creator side, if they think it's a box full of junk, then they don't want to be involved in it either. So if we right. can say to them, no, no, look, this is what we do, and open a box and show them how it's presented and, and talk about how we put it together, then they get uh, excited about it. And like I say, they always want to put their best foot forward, too. So it's uh, it's cool. And it's awesome just to be able to talk to people at uh, at conventions about this stuff as well, because um, Salt Lake Comic Con just released the results of a survey that they, not Salt Lake, I'm sorry, uh, Long Beach Comic Con, which was a couple weeks ago, uh, released a survey uh, that they took of their attendees. And some of the numbers were really, really interesting and confirmed a lot of stuff that I've suspected for a while, because um, I've been attending conventions as an attendee for like 15, 20 years. Um, as a worker, I've been attending conventions since like 2007. And over that sort of decade, 
decade, I've seen a lot of change to the way that the conventions work, to the way people attending conventions are, to the reasons that people attend conventions. Um, and the, the long and the short of it is that most of the people coming to conventions these days are going in blind. They're there because they know that comic cons or entertainment expos or whatever they're being called these days um, are exciting and that there's weird people in costumes and that, you know, celebrities will be there and stuff like that. And they, some of them will have, you know, fandoms. They'll be Doctor Who fans or they'll be Pokemon fans or they're, they're whatever, but they don't have the, the scope of fandom that some of us who've been around for a long time have. Right. Um, so those people are the people that I want to get to first and foremost, because I can show them something and it's something they've never seen before and they're interested and this kind of thing. You know, it's the hardest, the harder sell to be totally honest are the people, <coughs> excuse me again, are the people who are longtime comic fans because um, they tend to be more picky. They tend to have already formed opinions about, you know, publishers or characters or things like that. And, you know, this isn't to say that if you're a longtime comics fan, you can't enjoy what Comic Bento has to offer because I think we offer a lot of stuff that people uh, might skip over or, or not see in the store amongst all the other comics. Um, but uh, they tend to just be a little bit more skeptical about it. And so being able to show them like, no, oh, yeah, you've been reading comics for 20 years. Me too. Cool. Let me show you why I think this is a good fit for you. It's much easier to talk to them and get a read on how they're, they're interested in it and that kind of thing than it is to just be kind of throwing stuff at them on social media and, and blog posts and videos and stuff like that. Like just that interaction is, is what I crave <laughs> in terms of getting this stuff out there. Uh, and, in ter- and in terms of comics in general, I mean, that's the one thing that comics fans all have in common. We like to talk about comics. Yeah. Some of us <laughs> ad nauseum, you know? Ah, yes. So we start podcasts, we do vlogs, we do conventions, you know, stuff like that. So exactly, you know, so it's, it's cool to be able to get down sort of into the dirt and, and talk to people, new comic fans, old comic fans, people that are slightly interested, all of them, and do it face to face and, and show them what we're about as opposed to just kind of asking them to trust us, you know, uh, which you totally should because we're very trustworthy people. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. They're Canadian. They're nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're Canadian. How do you not? Right. No, at, at these shows when people go, yeah, but yeah, is the, is the money worth it? Do you bring up examples like, you know, the October box, you got a $25 hardback. That's the cost of the, that right there is your cost back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the exclusive bentos that we're doing for New York. Um, what we've done is kind of fun. Each bento will have two books in them that are the same. So there's there's 250 of them, so it's limited. Um, and each box, in every box, there's uh, two books. There's five books in every box. Two of the books are in all the boxes, and the other three, no idea. They're oh. all different. Like, it's, it's a different combination in every box. So you're going to get a little bit of that experience of, you know, getting the same thing as your buddy, so you can talk about it and this kind of thing, but you're also going to get three other books that, that give you that kind of thing. So a five-book bento can be worth upwards of $100 wow. for 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. And and so the value for the dollar is is one of our strongest selling points, in my opinion. We had a guy after our first, after our first full year, so January to January of doing bento, completely on his own, we did not ask him to do this. He went, he subscribed for a year, and he recorded the MSRP of every book he got, and he recorded whether or not he liked them. And then at the end of the year, he averaged all out, and he was like, this is, they sent us, I forget the exact numbers, but it was over $600 worth of comics for a $200 investment. I liked 75% of them, which worked out to this amount of the MSRP, which means I made my money back like four times what it, you know, and it, he showed that even if you like one in four of the books, you're still getting your money's worth. Wow. Nice. So 
that's not a bad average, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, and so, so even if they, you don't like the book, there's tons of places that you can donate them, you give them to people and be like, I didn't like this, but you might like this, you know? You trade with people, you can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like uh, the libraries are starting to really carry a ton of uh, yeah. graphic novels and things like that now. Is, Absolutely. Great. You know? Going back to what I was saying earlier, you know, educators and teachers. My wife is a teacher. I'm always, you know, saying like, you would use this book in this lesson. You use that book in this lesson. She's like, oh yeah, cool, awesome. You know, and it's for a lot of kids, particularly in who are, are struggling to read or, or might not have the interest in reading, sticking a comic book under their nose might uh, might spark something in them because it's a different way of presenting that. Yep. Um, and studies have shown it's very beneficial to have them in the classroom and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, comics, is there anything they can't do? It, it, it's come a long way from back in the early days when it's like, oh, yeah, comics are for dumb people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, they're for kids. And then the kids read them once and they roll them up in their back pocket and throw them away when they get home. And yep. then next week when they get their allowance, they go buy another one and do the same thing. No, that's uh, what has what leads to some of the, the greatest and bizarrest and quirkiest stories ever told in comics. Um, but it also would probably turn a lot of collectors a certain shade of white to know that, that people did that, you know, stuff like that. So. <laughs> it's like still hearing my dad talk about how he has some Roger Maris work cards. Yeah. So, like, so dad, what'd you do with them? Oh, clothes pinned them to my bike spokes. Yep. Ew, what? <laughs> Threw them against a wall, traded them with my friends. Oh, yeah. back then we didn't know that stuff like this would be worse. Yep, because it's kind of like, you know, I'm of a certain age, and I imagine that you guys are of a similar age, mm-hmm. and sort of our generation was the first generation that grew up and was like, no, I want to keep all my stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't want my toys just to go into a toy box and be given away or garage sale or whatever. I don't want my comic books to do that. I, I, I want to keep all my stuff, you know, yeah. and it's also interesting because I was reading a, an article a few weeks ago that we're the first generation that doesn't want our parents stuff you know when they're like hey we have this old couch do you want it and we're like no got a new one thanks you know because <laughs> we just want to buy our own stuff but also keep our stuff so we're very yeah. weird about our stuff you know? right. oh, yeah. <laughs> it's our stuff not their stuff that becomes our mm-hmm. stuff exactly exactly yeah, yeah it's 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 interesting my, to see my... how, how different uh, things have come because my like my biggest the only comics that i quote unquote collect these days are golden and silver age books and even then i, I usually buy the like ten to twenty dollar copy unless it's something that's uh, that's really really you know special. And but I also have a rule that I won't pay over two hundred and fifty. And because after it gets into that, I'm like, you know what? That's a carpet. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, so that stuff, the, the like super weird Silver Age Batman issues where he's you know fighting a anthropomorphic pencil that's erasing him and Robin from existence. <laughs> you know stuff like that. That's the stuff that I I go for. That's that's the stuff that I dig for at conventions and look on eBay for and things like that. Uh, so it's to me, it, it was that stuff that was the inspiration for the Batman sixty six show that everyone oh, criticizes. Easily. Everyone criticizes. Oh, this is going to kill the comics. It's like okay, well, the comics itself, even sixty six, had advanced beyond that stage. But that was the inspiration. It was the stuff before. Oh that, yeah, with the campiness that oh, inspired yeah. the show. There was one issue that I read of World's Finest. I forget what year it was, but uh, essentially, uh, Batman had, and Superman were celebrating. That they were about they were they just solved their 999th case oh. so the next one was going to be their thousandth case and they made each other like friendship plaques and, <laughs> and you know were like congratulations and then all of a sudden this new hero Nightman showed up and Batman was like oh geez he's like me but better and then Bat- Superman and Nightman started hanging around together and Batman got all crazy jealous and then it was revealed that Nightman was actually an android <laughs> but wait there's more because it turns out that not only was he an android but he was also Batman dressed 
as an android, dressed as Nightman, and he put this whole ruse together as a gift to Superman for their thousandth case to solve. Like, what kind of, like, what kind of a mind bend is that? Right? You know what I mean? Like, I had to read that book like six times to get it straight. And they did that quite a bit in the old days. Um, oh, one, yeah. of my, one of my first early trade paperbacks I remember picking up was, uh, what was it, the, the greatest Batman stories ever told, mm-hmm. which has got all all the original, a, a bunch, you know, the, the highlighted stories of way mm-hmm. back when, you know, from the, from the 50s, 60s, you know, just everything. Like, the, you know, some of the Joker or, you know, a couple different mm-hmm. Joker origin stories, the original Riddler origin story, uh, different Catwoman stories. It's just such a fun read. And it's like the, the first, almost first half of the book, the old art, it's like, yeah, this is where 66 came from. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if people thought 66 Batman TV show was weird, they really need to go back and read some of the comics. Cause, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's justified. It, it really oh, is. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, That's why I like when people start, you know, because there's a lot of people for whom they only want to read comics that are dark. You know, everything has to be oh, dark. Yeah. Everything dark. I want to read something dark. And, uh, you know, they're always like, Batman is just so dark, he's great. And I'm like, yeah? <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about Batman Jones. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> all these weird, wacky stories. Do you know how many times Batman has fought disembodied giant hands? <laughs> like, at least four times. One for each finger. Yeah, it's, seriously. And, and stuff one, like that. So. need one more for the thumb. And this isn't even getting into Superman, which is even more, like, batshit crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it was yeah. the 60s. They were all on drugs. Right. Yeah. Where, where do you think the the uh, animal vegetable mineral man came from? Like from the the old Doom Patrol issues. Like that that is an acid trip. It has to be. Someone went to the bus. Definitely, definitely. I remember doing an interview with uh, Jim Starlin a few years ago, and he was talking about what you know it used to be like working at Marvel when he was at Marvel creating things like Thanos and you know all the crazy galactic stuff he came up with. And he's like, yeah, there was uh, there was a fire escape. We spent a lot of time on that fire escape. <laughs> Uh, thinking of <laughs> so, well um, I know we talked briefly about the future of Comic Minto what's coming since with the with the new change that's starting October 1st uh, mm-hmm. things are going to yeah, order and pretty much going to ship out almost immediately after um, any other teases of what's possibly coming down the line uh, well like I say we're going to have um, next month has a, a nice hardcover in it um, so so yeah here I'll give you a couple of uh, teases throughout the rest of the year um, so October going to be a gorgeous $25 hardcover. Uh, November is going to be a five-book month, okay. which is very exciting. We haven't done one of those in a little while, so looking forward to that. Something and, to be thankful for. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> December is going to be... Um, we've got something very special planned with Marvel, and that's where I'll leave. Hmm, nice. So, there you go. There, there's three months' worth of uh, worth of intriguing teases that I think are worth 20 bucks. Oh, October, Definitely. you said alone. $25 hardback. <laughs> that right there is worth twenty bucks alone. There you oh. go. <laughs> and you, just with that taste, you, you know you're already five dollars ahead. Well, exactly. You know, and our shipping within the United States, where I imagine most of your listeners are located, uh, is super reasonable. It's five bucks. So I mean, you know, it's the whole package is is priced. If I wasn't selling it, I would buy it, and that's that's no lie because <laughs> it's just it's it's a fun way to discover new books, and um, you know, if you want to get your friends into comics too, it's a fun way to. Yeah. Get them on board.
board without having to saddle them with, okay, you, I, I want you to read Spider-Man, but first here's a three-hour explanation of everything that's happened in the last two years of Spider-Man. <laughs> well, if you're one who yelled up a graphic novel or trade paperback uh, collection instead of trying to get the individual mm-hmm. issues, which would be, you know, space-consumed well, this, exactly. this, is, this is a great way to do it. And worst-case scenario, get a repeat book. To, to, yeah, to, and, to, and, to and the library, that comes up every it. now and again, people saying, how do I, you know, make sure that I don't get something I already have? And to that, we just simply kind of say, well, you haven't invited us over, so we don't know what you have. Um, but, uh, you know, Christmas is coming. Well, the, ne- the next time we get Florida. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, we're kind of I picky about, about what we promote on, on the website and on the show. And Comic Bito itself, you can't go wrong. Uh, even the times where I wasn't getting boxes, I was still pushing Comic Toe. I think I said this last month as well. Uh, it's, it's a product that's worth it. Uh, and you know what? Your endorsement, to be honest, to me is worth its weight in gold because you are just, you're a fan and you're not someone who's being paid to promote. You're just someone who gets what we do and likes what we do. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate not only hearing that, but, but, you know, you being nice enough to invite me on the show now twice to, to talk about it and, and telling other people and things like that. Cause you know, I'll be honest, we could pay some, you know, amply endowed woman in a Ms. Marvel costume, like the old black one to, to shill our boxes, you know, and, or something like that. But that's not authentic. It's not real. You guys are authentic and real. You guys are the fans. You're in the trenches. You, you are the ones at the stores buying the comics and stuff like that. And it's your word that people should be trusting on this. And I, again, cannot tell you how much I appreciate the support you've given us. Well, my, my Miss Marvel costume is in the mail, so. Yeah, no, he's yeah. going to be uh, mistaking us for booth babes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to get the sash right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you plan on expanding your, your convention presence next year? Uh, we'll, we will see. Conventions um, are, like I say, a great way to get out there and meet people and, you know, press the flesh, as they say. And, you know, it's almost like an election kind of thing where you get out there and you glad hand, you shake hands, you kiss babies, you, you talk people and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, we as a company, uh, which our parent company is Blind Ferret, uh, we do 10 to 15 shows a year. So, you know, we've got a pretty good feel of the convention circuit and things like that. Um, so hopefully we will be doing more conventions next year as Comic bento as well um it's, it's all about just just pushing the uh the way that we can best get in front of as many eyes as possible you know star wars celebration i would love to do star wars celebration just because mm-hmm. if we do star wars celebration next year they'll probably have an episode eight trailer you know oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know and then i can just be like all right everyone you can take the boxes i don't care well i just want to go see that you know <laughs> um, okay. but uh you know doing a star wars exclusive comic bento would be phenomenal so yes. yeah stuff like that we're always looking to, uh, to expand and, and improve our uh, our reach so they, that would be that would be awesome oh, i'd be killer i would love it i'd be one of those times that i'd have to bring like 10 people with me because i don't think any of us would be at <laughs> hey, I, I i know i'm gonna there mm-hmm. since it's in my hometown well, yeah. and uh i will definitely stop by and help out for a couple hours perfect no problem free labor i'm in it <laughs> you had me at free <laughs> well, gotta keep this partnership going <laughs> yeah i think so, we got a good thing going here yeah i see this the beginning of a long and beautiful friendship <laughs> <laughs> More than two episodes. Oh, yeah. yes. um, As you tell, I'm very shy and retired. So yeah, yeah, we had uh, probably the answers out of you. I know. <laughs> Tough interview. <laughs> when I used to do a web comic, they would refer to me as the web comic Kevin Smith, not because like I'm prolific or because anything great, just because I can just talk. And if I'm not stopped, I'll just talk forever. <laughs> well, not as entertaining, maybe, but I can do it. I can match them lengthwise. Uh, th- these guys will tell you. Um, if it wasn't for my AC still being finicky like it is, I'm usually in a hot 
temperature because the wife has this house so cold. <laughs> um, I, my parents were the same way. The house had to be cold. So I, once we got to an area where I, I discovered hockey jersey, I was in them <laughs> all the time. You custom ones with your face on them. <laughs> um, we're actually working on the idea of ones with the show logo on That'd be pretty cool. What team so, colors? Um, jerseys ended up being uh, Weeby Geeks, a two different shades of blue, yellow, black, and white. So what are we talking, like Buffalo? No. <laughs> yeah, you're the Buffalo Weeby Geeks? Come on. No, it's not Buffalo. Oh, no, it, it's a fully sublimated jersey. It's like our colors for the show. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a show It's color. not a, any it, uh, hockey affiliation. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sublimated custom. Uh, it's... Just be warned, you're leaning very close to classic Buffalo. <laughs> yes. Um, we should have known uh, there would be some hockey talk with the the, Kevin, the Canadian guy on. Actually, oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> actually, coloring-wise, it'd be almost closer <laughs> to um, to the old pins, the original pins coloring. What, powder blue? Yeah, it, it's, it's, almost, it's almost a powder blue, navy, That's yellow, interesting. Y- yellow, black, and white. Now, you should model one after the original Vancouver Canucks uniforms. Those are routinely voted the most ugly uniforms in all of professional sport. No, wait, you're, you're talking <laughs> the, the old skating rink jerseys? Or are you talking the, the original black, orange, red, black? I mean, like, first year in the league, the big V's that come down in the awesome... Uh, Oh, and the, uh, it's the like Michael. orange, black, and uh, yellow. I think that that was actually their second round. Uh, the originals were uh, kind of what they're wearing now, but with the the skating rink crest. Even worse, <laughs> which they're using that same pattern, but have the the whale on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the Hartford Whalers uniform is the greatest. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. Now, now the cool thing is Mighty Marvel Geeks one. It's a navy jersey, red panels, but the red panels have have um, comic book panels inside of it, sort of like the old, yeah, sort of like in the, the Marvel movies how you got the comic mm-hmm. board and then all of a sudden it starts to fade to red. Mm-hmm. It's so that's right, cool. It's right where the still see the, the comic book panel but the red's on top. That so sounds cool. So that's going to be on the Mighty Marvel Geeks. You guys are going to be tearing up the internet and look good doing it. <laughs> that's the hope. <laughs> Go, not bad for a bunch of amateurs. Hey, everyone's an amateur until they're not. This is true. So, um, where can we find Comic Bento online? It's easy. We're, we're almost too easy to find. We're at comicbento.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash comic Bento. We've got Instagram uh, comic at Comic Bento HQ, which is the same as our Twitter handle. Um, and uh, yeah, we're working on a couple of other outlets too. We're trying to figure out this Snapchat thing. And as soon as I get my assistant to explain to me how it works, we're going to start utilizing that a little bit more. And uh, yeah, because she's like young and hip, and I'm not. So so when she's like, we can use this filter, I'm like, what's up, filter? How why does it look like a big bumblebee? I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, but well, yeah, we're gonna be so we got all kinds of stuff uh, going on, and uh, yeah, Facebook is is probably the best place to keep track of our goings on, just because everything gets posted there, and then we kind of filter out. But uh, um, yeah, we're out there. Come find us, comicbento.com. Awesome. Well, awesome. Come to weebygeeks.net, find the Comito picture, click on it for your chance to get fifteen percent off your subscription for your first time if you're a new subscriber. Take advantage of that fifteen percent off. So uh, right. So when a man from Florida says, "Take advantage of me," you do it. <laughs> Hey, working working for the mouse. I understand. <laughs> yeah, when they say this is a freebie from Disney, take the freebie because that doesn't come often, <laughs> and so, they'll find you. They're everywhere. So, um, well, thank you, Jeff, for coming on again. Uh, and oh, thank, thank you, you guys for, for having me, and thank you for allowing us to to be a part of uh, Mega Bento for this. Thank you guys again. Thank you for the support. I can't uh, cannot express how much it's appreciated.
we, we love, I know I love Comic Bento. Uh, hopefully these two guys will get signed up as well, take advantage of the 15%, and we'll, we'll share the love some more. I dig it, anytime. So, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode. Until then, want to know more? <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.